0: Today on the podcast, we've got one of the best storytellers we know, and we're on a boat. Uh, Mr. Shane Griffin, the founder of the Vitamin Patch Club. We interviewed him inside of the boat where he lives in Marina Del Rey. Shane's one of those longtime entrepreneurs that's been doing stuff since he was a little kid, but really started his first major business in the Toronto nightclub industry where he built multi-million dollar nightclubs. Now from that, Shane got deep into the nightclub game had a cocaine and a drinking problem, and actually went to rehab. We talk about it on the podcast as well, but went to rehab out here in Southern California and came out a health practitioner, if you would believe it. And now he's on his second startup here in Southern California, the Vitamin Patch Club. On the podcast today, we talk about the ups, the downs, how he created and founded this company. And as usual with Shane, we talk about a lot of other craziness that has gone on in that man's life. We hope you enjoy it. Today, we've got a special treat, Timothy. We're on a boat. One, one. Two. We've got our boy, founder of the Vitamin Patch Club, Mr. Shane Griffin. Shane. What is that, up? Do? That's my Howie Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> I was at America's Got Talent. So that's, Were you? Yeah, I Were went you?
1: to one of the live shows. It was awesome. Yeah? It's actually really cool. I bought it at a charity.
0: Event. Oh, oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I posted
1: about it. I bought it at a charity event for, um, uh, oh, geez, don't fail me. Quarterback, USC, stud.
2: Uh, Matt Leinart. Lineart You're Matt going left Leinhardt. hand That's how I knew that. Is that how you Yeah, should... <laughs> you were going this. Change the left Left-lining. Yeah, which? Left line. which <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I couldn't tell you any other USC guys. that U- USC? Yeah, USC. Left-handers? Leinart. That's pretty yeah, that's impressive. Awesome. He knows uh, him yeah. from that. Yeah. That's T- awesome. Todd Marinovich. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Oh, I'm with you.
2: I'm not with you, <laughs> you either.
0: <laughs> From the '90s. Name a, you, name a hockey
1: day, player. Um, name a hockey player. I'm good at hockey. I can <laughs> do hockey. Mario <laughs> Lemieux. <laughs> I was gonna say Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. <laughs> Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Gretzky's <laughs> birthday was three days ago. Actually. Is birthday birthday when? It's a national holiday. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: sure. <laughs>
2: I don't know shit about hockey. Hockey's good. Three, three he, days ago, he played for the Kings.
1: He did. He won. You guys are. Was he like?
2: Was he like a god around here? Or was he just like anybody? He,
1: no, he was a god. So when what happened? There was there was a, a lot of controversy on. He was Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers won like three Stanley Cups or four. I could be wrong. Fact check. <laughs> um, we won't be doing anything. We, need a, fact <laughs> ch- we know, need a fact checker. They were doing very well. Yeah, <laughs> He set every record, every goal, every assist, every point, everything. Phenom. He's absolutely the best. Uh-huh. He's the largest phenom of the game. I don't care. People say, well, different times, different whatever. Sure. He's still got all the records. And I know some of those records are unattainable now because there's less body contact. And you can't have goons
3: to protect mm-hmm. him and
1: stuff like that. But anyway, so Bruce McNall from L.A. cut a deal to uh, basically buy him. And it was the largest trade ever done in NHL, and I think Bruce had owned the LA Kings for about four years, something like that. And it was a huge thing; like Canada was pissed.
0: If if uh, there's a great thirty for thirty, like if LeBron, yeah,
1: Yeah. there is actually there is a wonderful one. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It would be like if LeBron went to the Raptors. You guys would just. Or to LA. You guys might just bomb us <laughs> or to LA. Oh yeah, for you guys, yeah, yeah, it's a little more personal, right? <laughs> but you know, I heard this time around, you guys are awesome. Yeah, because you're like, you know what? He came back. He won us a Got championship. The title. He said what he was going to do. Yeah. And, I not on it. And, and 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 love him now. Is the way he left the first time was was a heartbreak to you. Well, sure. I, I think it,
0: it it wasn't great, and, and people, including obviously, hated it. But I think it was the way he did it. It was just you know, you do this big production, and then you say, "I'm leaving." Yeah.
2: Right, kind of well, And I face. think a lot of people – it was the last minute last time too where like a lot of people had already signed the free agents and when LeBron was one of the last ones to make that decision. So when he made that decision to leave, the Cavs didn't have anyone else to pick up basically. So there's,
1: there's more background to it that really – Right, Yeah, uh, right. And, and it
0: was heart-wrenching.
2: I mean, sure. He was yeah. and, and at that point we hadn't won a championship in any sport. <laughs> were you, ever. Were so. you on the team? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, was. Yeah. I starting I on the starting PG.
0: What, I didn't just, know you were on you'll the see team. see him come out and wipe up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show him
2: the halftime guy. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. take that
3: gig. Never mind. Probably
1: well, pays well, more than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> less
2: time, uh, more less money. Time, guaranteed schedule. <laughs> I know when I'm working. Right. Right. You know?
0: That's that's weird when you have your own biz. So you yeah, don't, so you don't anyways, the,
1: the um America's got talent. It was Matt Leinhart's foundation. And okay. as you guys know, one of the things with my business with VPC or Vitamin Patch Club, yeah, is that every month we Pull that up a little bit?
0: Got it? Yeah. yeah. All right. There's that right. beautiful Shane right voice. There we go. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> coming in deep from the Toronto zone. Hey, I can do my stripper voice.
1: Hey, yeah. ladies on the main stage, Paris coming up right now. <laughs> Put your hands together. <laughs> All
3: right.
1: Uh, enough of that. Yeah. How I know that voice too well is a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll touch on that too. Yeah, we sure Will. Um. Anyways, Matt Leinhart does it. He's got a foundation that supports uh, Los Angeles and Orange County inner city youths uh, and under and people without. The abilities to play sports. It's not just inner city. It's also cool. any any demographic really. Just I, I guess it concentrates more in inner city. And um, uh, I went to a charity event, and the, uh, the one of my girlfriend's her daughter for her birthday was like, "I want to go to America's Got Talent." She's like, "Oh seven, yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. right?" And it, these are like on tickets you can't get unless you're in the L.A. circle okay i mean you know it's it's Andrew. a live show you gotta yeah. know somebody mm-hmm. on production or wait in line you can you can do the uh, the call the on-call thing and <sighs> i know my friend she was not going to wait in line at six in the morning yeah. with her daughter wasn't she, happening she's six, beverly yeah. hills for like three hours yeah like 10 hours like these people are there <sighs> since like 6 a.m they start shooting at five like yeah. they're there all day like yeah. and it's it's like getting concert tickets to backstreet boys in the 90s yeah
0: right? I, I, I did that <clears throat> i know you did yeah. <laughs> that's why i brought I, it up I, we got photo that. evidence yeah, yeah, you
1: right? know that was when his beard didn't grow ladies and gentlemen it was a sad it. sad time it for us uh, for mr patrick kern um anyways yeah it was awesome though it was really cool the neat thing about it uh i don't know if you're America's got talent fans but I, I yeah i've seen yeah, it uh, i out. love production anything to do with production the buildup of shit and how things are put together and yeah kind of how I build all my business the most fun part is actually the, the building of it the mm-hmm. running of it sucks <laughs> people suck suppliers suck sure. customer service sucks but building a concept an idea and actually being able the to do the process it, of it it's a blast because yeah. you're going to fail you expect to fail and it doesn't hurt to fail because you're moving forward in your failures yeah. whereas when you fail with customer service you lose income Yeah. Right. it's like that customer leaves and you're like oh I'm a failure that sucks mm-hmm. and, I, and I actually like to please people so if I leave somebody leaves disgruntled that bothers me more than if I blow 20 40 50 grand on some marketing initiative that didn't work. I'm like, "Ah, I gave it a I gave it a try." Yeah. But you know, when somebody says your product sucks and I hate you, and it's like, "Ooh, I didn't give it a good try." Yeah. You know, so anyways, it was awesome cuz the the doors to the uh, uh America's Got Talent stage, they were def- they weren't working that night. And it's a live show, so they had to go on. Oh. So they were you got to see the set changes behind, so I got like a double win for me. I'm like, uh-huh. the, the talent cool. is great. It's really cool to watch, and then I'm like, oh, look, that's how. And they've yeah. got, you want to talk about a crew?
0: Oh, I'm sure it's. 150 people. It's like a beehive mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Like I
1: always expect, because we do production for a charity event. We're actually doing next month a big one with our family. It's our cystic fibrosis, it's our annual gal event. I fly home every year and I run production for it with my friend Adele, who owns soundscape, lighting, and visual. And oh yeah, I've seen you do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We got I get all with the little production directors thing yep. on, and we've got different cameras and five or six. Uh, uh, this year we've got five different uh, uh, talent. Um, 14 different lighting sequences which is not a lot but for a charity gala get, you know we bring in a million dollars mm-hmm. worth of sound and lighting to this event. Oh Lord so it's a pretty big deal and we raise a lot of money and I think it's my mother's last year as the co-chair. she's been doing it for 15 years now. Wow and she's got some stuff going on personally this year with her with, uh, with family uh, things that she's got to take care of manage my, my grandmother's getting very old and, and we've got a complication with one of my aunts um, her sister who uh, just got diagnosed with cancer recently so yeah. um, she's going to focus in that mm-hmm. direction uh, which is good for her um, so it's kind of our last year so i get to see their tricks the the last year uh-huh. they got tricks yeah. like a simple little thing this is a crazy thing so, you know when they do the golden buzzer yeah right and all the and you wonder how the heck they clean all of that up it's a 50 foot stage uh-huh. how do they get all of that in a commercial break with just like i mean they're doing a set change and a, a, a stage change and everything else yeah inverted leaf blower yeah, uh, I was gonna say
2: some kind of blower. I yeah. was
1: blown away, they, but they suck it up. Yeah. They don't blow it. They right. just re, re, right. they turn the blower around backwards yeah. or whatever, and turn it to a vacuum. And but it's, it's gone. In but this guy's seconds. got like a wand. Yep. <laughs> Whole thing's got am like that. To me, was brilliant because I want to do confetti bombs at our event, but I don't want to like have it. Have to. I don't it up want it. Well, clean it's, up. The, it's the cleanup of the yeah. hall after, yeah. right? They'll lose their crap on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, nah,
0: I can never be able to do it this year. <laughs> confetti bombs. Yeah. You know, what's <laughs> my mom's last year, right? So I want her to go out with a bang, literally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Nice. So why not? Yeah. All right, Shane. Um, so we're talking Toronto stuff here. Let's, yes. Let's. We'll, we'll get to Vitamin Patch Club. Sure. But but there's a story to tell before that. There is. And and we know you a little bit. Know your story. Yeah. But so you started. Was that your first business? Was was the nightclub business or no? It wasn't my
2: very first. No. Because you had like t-shirt business. Yeah. You had. You were selling cars. Yeah. We did. You've done a lot before that. We
1: did. I my very first. Uh, entrepreneurial start was a company called um, SMG Enterprises, Shane Michael Griffin. Okay. Nice. I was thirteen. Nice. Um, sounds
2: more official than a thirteen year old.
1: I was a big fan of Alex P. Keaton. Okay. I uh, family ties. Yeah. Big fan. So yeah. I kind of I used to actually wear a little suit to school once in a while. Stop it. And I didn't get my ass kicked. So the the bullying the funny. bullying to the five foot five at that time probably five two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? didn't happen because i was always (laughs) as gregarious as i am i was my voice was much louder Mm -hmm. than my height could ever be um and my personality i've always gotten along with everybody but so smg enterprises how that happened was uh i was just going into high school and there was a bunch of different high schools opening up and we were kind of a growing population at the time in the suburbs of toronto and markham area with growing population comes some crime and there were some let's just say bad influences and there was a couple teachers that had been beaten and a bus driver that had been beaten from students. Wow. So there was this fear of, of this kind of fear amongst the teaching community. And I went to this one seminar and I don't know how I got into this thing. It was a company called Quorum. It was an MLM, multi-level marketing, and they sold personal attack alarms. So they looked like a pager yeah. and they had a little yeah. pin on the top. And then when you pulled the pin, 180 decibel siren went off. Oh,
0: geez. so it's
1: like a little—it was like a siren grenade. Yeah. So you put you just wore it on your belt. So I went in. I think I brought my dad to the thing. I don't know. I don't have an idea. I found it was, it was out by the airport in Toronto. It's like one of these. It was like one of those sham conventions, like ladies and gentlemen, yeah. with quorum, we can change <laughs> yeah. the world. And yeah. get yeah. behind us, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah. I'm 13, going, oh, this is awesome. But of I just course. saw money signs, yeah, ceremony so symbols. So I actually I bought, um, I I paid the 1,500 bucks to be a member of their multi-level marketing. Got the product at, I don't know, call it 29 bucks a piece, sold it at 89, but I sold it damn near every teacher in our, in our school system. Like almost every, we had like five or 10 high schools. Yeah. So I went like a briefcase and suited it up. I literally did. I walked in like with a suit and I'm like, Hey, you know, we're like, you're, you're at danger. You're in danger. (laughs) Like there's people that are chasing you. That's crazy. You you could get beaten like by the time you get to your car. Yeah. Like so what you've if, you've what always if, been doing biz. Yeah, in some aspect, I've been brought my my family's entrepreneurial. My dad started. Yeah. My dad and my mom started with nothing. Like couldn't even rub two nickels together. Okay. Dad left home at sixteen. Basically, he's a farming in family. Toronto, Ottawa Valley. Okay. So French French Canadian, and my mother was from Sherbrooke, and her parents are wonderful people. But they were kind of my grandfather was. They're a little bit. I'm not gonna say hippie or eccentric. But they didn't take themselves too serious, nor life. Mm-hmm. They just kind of went with, rolled with, with it, you know, like my grandfather was, uh, had a movie theater named after my grandmother called Myra Theater. Um, he was on TV in Toronto or in Montreal on the CBC or a small local thing and, and maybe not CBC, but he was one of the first people on TV way back then. So they were like little kind of mini celebrities in their small little, you know, French Canadian town. Yeah. And my dad, farming family, Irish Catholic, uh, you know, I mean. 18 kids or 14 kids in the family oh somewhere in there you know? Lord. I think 18 if they all lived. there's 14 that were living and now I think we've got like 10 Jeez, Right, and I got, I've got like 29 or 31 first cousins something like that it's crazy wow. and my dad being a farming family like he looked at his father and he's like I don't know if I want to be a farmer he said then you're no good to me bye bye huh. like we bred you to work yeah. you don't want to work get mm-hmm. out you know yeah. and it wasn't and it wasn't hateful at the time it was so my dad left and went to Montreal literally lived on the streets like you know yeah, yeah. like slept in and uh what do you call them? Homeless shelters. Yeah, tents. like shelters and stuff like that, yeah. right?
2: Oh, I thought it was gonna be a cool like, Canadian term I don't know <laughs> what you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Slept in an igloo on <laughs> the side <laughs> of, the <laughs> <laughs> of the pond, eh? You know, it's great.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so he, uh, yeah, he, he he was not. I wouldn't say homeless, but he was he was in between, and then he got a job uh, working the dew line, which is up in Greenland, and that was paying like thirty-five or forty thousand dollars a year in the late sixties um which was huge mm-hmm. money sure and he went and was working up laying actually the inter or, uh inter defense warning programs the, the star wars program that the u.s had against russia okay right you guys had were laying cables to identify if missiles were coming over mm-hmm.
0: i don't know shit about this yeah
1: it was it was <laughs> well you paid us to do it okay because yeah. only canadians are crazy enough to go up to the arctic circle and lay pipe and and um, nice enough yeah and nice yeah, enough. And we're like yeah. Yeah, yeah sure they they fly over us right you need yeah we got back. you back yeah whatever you need so um So he went up there and did that uh then he met my mom when he returned i believe he went back to mcdonald college he actually had this is a kind of a cool story so he didn't have his high school finished and he met a jewish man we're not jewish we're catholic and this jewish rabbi got him into a private jewish school on like a scholarship to finish his high school even though he wasn't jewish there's some story Mm -hmm, to that i mm -hmm. could be a little wrong yeah i've heard it in kind of wives tales and my dad's legendary talk so he might have just gone back and gotten a GED, but the story <laughs> he tells me is way better. Um, so he might have gotten a good enough degree. Yeah. Um, anyway, so him and my mother moved to Toronto after they finally met. They, he chased her, chased her down, got married to her. Um, she was graduated from McDonald College as a teacher, or um, she was at McGill University. Sorry, McDonald College is like its affiliate. My dad was at McDonald. That's where they met. Moved to Toronto. They had a thousand dollars in debt, and they started cleaning apartments. Like the first time I moved into an apartment, my dad, mom went to the property manager and like, who cleans them when people move out? And he's like, well, I do. He's like, I'll do that for you. So she also taught up in the Northwest Territories on Native Reserves, Indigenous People Reserves. Um, And she also taught for the military up there in school, too. So she was back and forth. So they've just had a go-get-it attitude. Uh, I actually sometimes have quandaries with that or issues with it because I don't know anything else than 100%. I was actually talking to my mother about this yesterday. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm too hard on my team sometimes. Because I don't, I've never seen my parents go like nine to five. Yeah, but that never exists in our family. Yeah, right. It was when you get up to when you go to bed. Like our dinner table talks, right? We're always, you know, do you see what's going on with purchasing? Do we get those ARs back in the APs? All yeah, like all that, yeah, you know, like that was it's our a, talk. It was a I'm, business meeting. It was. Yeah. We're like we're going to Ohio. We're bidding on this job, and I'm going to be gone for four days. And like you just learned, you learned about the guys on the company, what their roles were, and like I knew all every name of every employee my mm. dad had. Um, and that was this n- the business that he ended up, f- my, my brother now uh, acquired from him. They, they were partners first and acquired at same industry, and that's the automotive sector. And they did quality control and maintenance for the assembly plants for GM, Chrysler, Ford, Porsche, Audi, Rolls Royce, wow. everybody all around. Yeah. Yeah. Actually get working on Tesla right now. He's getting, thank Tesla and Sam Tesla's right.
2: in the news today. Yeah, the I don't think he's right. in good news. Non- what is it? Non- I do not hear non- not great news. Yeah. Elon's
1: um, you know, there's that
2: based sh- on that tweet that he did like two months ago or months ago. SEC is going
1: to file after him. Yeah, yeah, you can't tweet that you about this. So he tweeted that he was going to bring the company private again. That he had investors secured. Yeah. Basically, oh, you basically, can't say that you're going to No, it.
2: cuz it's a public company and it affects the share the shareholders prices and stuff like you that get a yeah. share bump. Yeah. yeah. So
1: if so if his shares are at 45 bucks said, hey guys, I'm going to take the company public. I'm going to buy I'm going to take it private. I'm going to buy all the stock back at $60. Right. A 20 20% gain. Yeah. Um, whatever the number was. Yeah. And I've already got investors and financing secured everybody buys that stock until it gets to 60 when yeah. it gets to which would be his acquisition price mm-hmm. uh-huh. so he bumped the stock he sold a bunch of his stock <sighs> yeah. i don't know if he sold it. that might not be true again that could be the irish in me right. but yeah. I, I, but yeah. i'm pretty <laughs> certain somebody he knows did otherwise the sec Anyways, yeah. it's highly illegal they're you can't do that they're suing us.
2: them basically yeah. want they want to fire him
1: yeah. Yeah. they want to take him out of control it's, yeah. you know what's very parallel to, even though it's a little it's very different parallels reminds me
2: of uh, steve jobs with apple did he come out with something? He didn't, but he got I a know, little kind of crazy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of got yeah. a little crazy, I, and I Apple pushed him out. Yeah. Apple was like, no, yeah, you're gone. And sure. then
1: they sank. They failed because you need that creative craziness yeah. to be able to do the extremes. I, I, My brother's been at the Tesla plant, and- he said the, the toured it to to quote it, yeah. and he said the unique thing about that. And we've been in automotive our family for our whole lives. I don't like I've worked in more paint shops and Chrysler assembly plants. I've been at Jefferson. I've been at Windsor. I've been at and and Toronto, of course. I worked there for two years at the plant. And there's kind of a, a rhythm to automotive assembly. Like it's I call it George Jetson technology or Fred Flintstone management. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It hasn't it hasn't grown with the times. There is more automation, but you're still dealing with the old C A W unions. Right. There's still like 14 different locals and every different thing. And it's like a little city and like there's politics <laughs> with and and like the way you do things like a guy can go from GM to Ford and the culture might be a little Ford is more militant as the culture used to be. It was like that was if you came from Ford. You were you were harsh mm-hmm. okay. like you'd rip doors off cars and right. be like, fuck you, you're not painting right. And it was yeah. like more. Ah, yeah. Right uh gm was kind of more relaxed um chrysler was really chill chrysler was like peace love and harmony right <laughs> except for a couple guys that i worked for under chrysler guido uh guido colorasi he was he actually did rip a door off of a car <laughs> in the paint assembly was coming at a stamping there, retooling for the intrepid the very first chrysler intrepid huh and i was i was coming up the paint aisle uh we were doing it was it was shut down doing a two month they shut down for a month to retool the whole plant to be able to build the new car and um and they they weren't getting the gaps and the doors right, so the weld on the 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 welding robot wasn't working right. I mean something like that. Yeah. And he walked up and grabbed. He goes, "This gap is wrong. You see the gap? It should be like this." And ripped the door right off. Jeez. Like in this like stamping part of the plant, I'm like, "Oh, gotta be a monster." Yeah. Be- no, he's like five two. <laughs> he's dude? like the smallest little wow. Italian guy, right? But he was um. a badass. Guido, great guy. I love Guido. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys there. I'm sure. But the 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 thing with Tesla is. My brother was pretty much told by a couple guys that work there that have come from GM and Chrysler, like we said, when you come in here to talk with things, don't ever mention that this is how we do it at other plants because he wants nothing that has been done uh, before. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, cool. that's the culture of the business. Yeah. And yeah. even though they're building a car the same way they're building a car, it's an assembly line. Yeah. You can't ever approach it with, with the way that's done. And I think that taking that guy out of that mix. I do think he's slipping a little bit. I'm like, you know, you got to dial yourself back. And I saw him at the UFC fight, actually. Oh, I posted really? the pictures with it. Huh, okay. Um, he sat, it's weird when he walks into a room, dude. Yeah, I've met some pretty big shots. Yeah, like you know, and I was yeah. sitting in the VIP. You know, the, the last fight yeah. one no, two twenty-seven. Yeah, with yep. TJ and, and yeah, that was a yeah. great yep. fight. Oh T.J., man, what a beast! I love him. He's a freaking he animal. On, uh, shout out to your, your competitors, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, part. yeah, <laughs> he just had him on. Last he was great year. on there. Yeah, he was great. I yeah, mean, the science the are talking about macros and rest mm-hmm. and how they train. Really cool. But I, was super I loved watching him. Yeah, but yeah, so we snuck in. Uh, we had a little little gate bypass. A friend of mine hooked me up with a little way to get in <laughs> yeah. to the like the little, a little
0: little Shane. A little yeah, yeah. I know a guy who knows yeah. a guy who's yeah. got yeah. tickets to things. Um,
1: yeah. so we were sitting there and like I looked to my left and it's uh it's uh, uh I mean there was everybody there. There was a ton of celebrities. Yeah, there. Were. Mickey Rourke was sitting like two over from us and yeah. saw uh, like,
2: wasn't it Chris Pratt at that one too? Yeah, yeah Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah, a, yeah there was, was there was a good consortium yeah. of people.
1: And um all of a sudden like these two two seats just open up. Like two people get up and leave. <laughs> And just for TJ's fight. (laughs) And then you see this one guy walk in with like an earpiece and he's packing. He's strapped. Oh, really? Oh, full on. It's like the president's coming in. He does like a walkthrough, right? And then another guy walks in and stands on the other side. And then Elon comes in with his girl. So they had two seats and the two security stand in front of the two seats where two people are sitting.
2: Damn. on either side of it flanking that, him flanking
1: how does a guy get like that because you can do whatever the fuck you want when you got a billion dollars baby
2: uh, you know God, that's like crazy. it's these crazy people that are strapped like that in, they, in a stadium that they well I wonder if they're, I guess, if
0: they're f- from the they probably work for the sta- was state no the they stadium. work for him
2: there's
1: private security they're that's, like they're like uh, ex-Israeli militia or something wow. like they're they're special ops guys like yeah. you can Good tell for him like they have like a sweep thing when they walk in it was,
0: but, but, but I mean like does he really need that at the stadium like get people there I guess I don't know I don't
1: know if he does or doesn't yeah
2: I mean He's, you know, he's. Yeah, if I'd be more worried about TJ jumping the, the cage and choking him out than <laughs> yeah. your security you yeah. better get a bullet off. Yeah. I don't care how well trained they are with their right. with their. Right. Ah, right. ah, release your weapon. Yeah. Be choked. Yeah, choked yeah. The, yeah. You would just you'd be just picking points. up your chiclets, right. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: um, but it was it's it's weird. There is like, it, it, people in the you know the 500 or whatever the top level is the upper deck. It's like the whole room goes. <gasps> You like, know. even if they didn't see him on the screen, he just sucks the air out of the room because he's kind of a mythical guy, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what he has done, agree or disagree with what, who he is or his beliefs, hes uh, he's been fearless in his investments. He's bankrupted himself like eight times to get to huh. where he is or, I know or close that. to it. Um, put all of his money, like, he, he's 100% in. And if anything, I kind of emulate the guy in some sense. I just don't agree with, the, like, you know, if you're running a company that employs thousands of people, then you, su- you do have to err on a responsibility of how you act, speak, and represent yourself whenever people's jobs rely on your... When it's just you saying, I'm going to go to Mars because I fucking can do it and I'm a badass. Yeah. That's great. That's great. But when now people's jobs rely on how you... You can affect their life by, you know... Like, I don't care that he smoked pot on the Joe Rogan show. I could really give a shit yeah. what you do. But if that in the corporate structure can affect people's jobs and the investors and the company... Then I think you gotta prohibit yourself from. It. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. It matter at all. But that's kind of the way that the game's played right now. Yeah. And, and you can change and be a disruptor in a ton of things. But when people's lives are involved, I think it gets a little bit different.
0: Yeah, I think it's all, when when also you've done your own thing, uh, which I don't know much about a story. Really, not as much as I'm sure both of you guys know. But like when you've done your own thing. Like you just do your thing. Oh, oh I could well, smoke. Weed. This is legal. Let me smoke it. And that, that and I agree a big with a Fucking deal. And and I
1: think it should be like. I mean, I I've said I've had this talk last time I was home with my family. They're like, because we're lo- we're in the middle of launch right now, and it's tough. We're in our first year, right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, like yeah, everything's trending nice, but it's still costing me a fortune a month. Yeah. And you know, there's a there's an end to this well, and we're getting pretty low. Like it's got to do that little break even pretty damn soon. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. And um, you know, I mean, I. I there's things I can, but I don't want to do. Um, sure. You know, I've got 43. I don't want to start all over again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I talked to my dad and he was like, what, what do you think? We, what would you do if this didn't work? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, I don't know if I could go in and take a job from somebody. Oh, I don't know if I could. Yeah, Yeah, Like he's like, you've got, so like my my mother said it, she's like, you've got so many skills now with this online and e-commerce and this and building sites and conversions and ROI and all this, you know, all the tech talk that I've learned in the past couple of years, plus the wellness side, my nutrition Mm -hmm. degree, my life coaching, there's so many things. She's like, you'd be be a great grab for some place. And I'm like, yeah, but then they'll tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm great whenever I'm great when I'm just flowing like sure. I'm you know when I just like hey Shane boom just run with it I'll come back in a week and I'll have a whole different business for you guys to invest in <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> give me a week <laughs> on and I'll be like you
1: know what straws yeah. made out of bamboo well that's already been done Genius. but you know yeah. whatever
0: yeah you know definitely well all right so I, l- let's get to that a little bit but yeah. but first the five minute rundown of <laughs> Toronto making a bunch of money doing a bunch of coke going to rehab and then developing—that's pretty much it. Yeah, did I just tell it? Uh, no, the twenty-second. So, recap. so yeah. that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so, so so Shane, you had three nightclubs at one point, or no? I know you uh, had rehab. Five. 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 Yeah. Jesus. So
1: I had money, purgatory, G Spot Casino Lounge. There. No, sorry, 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 sorry. I had therapy lounge, machine had money and purgatory. Four.
0: Okay, so you had four.
1: Yeah. Four nightclubs simultaneously.
0: I'm sure tons of
1: money. Uh, we did well. We did yeah. pretty good. I mean, it was it's a cash business. It's funny. A lot of people think the nightclub owners have a ton of like disposable income. Yeah, we're we're kind of like European rich. I used to joke. This it might be <laughs> might be not liked, but, <laughs> uh, but I've got a lot of Greek friends at home. Gus Trakopoulos is one of my best friends, and and. He used to always joke that you always know the Greek guy in the room because he's got the same wad for ten years. <laughs> right? He's, just, he's got the thing. Yeah. He always pulls out the hundreds. Okay. And he'll peel off a twenty and put it down, but he never actually spends that whole wad. <laughs> that's kind of like nightclub owners. They okay. walk around high rolling. You'll you've got enough to get the baddest car. That's on, but you're leasing that car every every two okay. years. Yeah. Right? It's so like you'll go to the Ferrari and you'll be like, I want the four fifty eight. And when the new four fifty eight comes out, I want that one. Keep one for me. I have to have it first, though. Yeah. Right? So it's a lot of bullshit stuff. Like sure. A lot of and, show. And a lot of it, and I'm going to be really honest with you guys in Canada, like I was always growing and I owned my buildings and I had real estate. So I was making mortgage payments and I, you know, and I made a lot of mistakes in the club business too. Like I hired a lot of people that I shouldn't have. And, and I had a Coke problem and an alcohol problem. So you couple that together with nights that turn into, should be anybody average $200 night as a $10,000 night for no. me. Oh. Right? So... <laughs> Probably you multiple hop on planes, times a week. I, I hop on planes, end up yeah. in Vegas, New Orleans, Bahamas, whatever, yeah. and it's all from. It's all from because you're fucking trashed right yeah, and you're yeah. like she's pretty Bahamas
0: yeah <laughs> I think I probably spent 10,000 my life on trick maybe yeah. not even that yeah it was I, I brought my whole team down
1: to Mardi Gras one time and we rented the whole top floor of the Ritz Carlton that's how I actually met Kid Rock okay was yeah. at that trip because he was in the room across from us and we invited this was actually this is a great story I, you know I am you we, know, I'm we've gonna, heard a little bit of the story you know I'm gonna jump yeah I want to tell <laughs> you that, <yeah. laughs> so the uh, I went as soon as we arrived in New Orleans I said to my team and it was I said first thing guys safety deposit meet me there boom safe in the room everybody take your watches off there is no time in new orleans you drink till you pass out you wake up Jesus. you drink till you pass out yeah so if you're a lightweight and you can go from 9 a.m till noon and you wake back up at 3 p.m you start again at 3 p.m you're on day two on the sing- singular day
0: that might be right? me that, yeah. That's yeah, that's that, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: in those days we could go for actually my my I a good team these guys could we, i'm sure we went like two days straight oh, yeah geez. plus i was you know, cokehead. So yeah. I, I could stay up for as long as, of course, yeah. I could stay up longer than the sun, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and stay up to see him the next day. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the hotel, and the first thing we did is I went down to the front desk, and I said, "I need fifty room keys." And they're like, "Pardon me." I'm like, "I need fifty room keys. I got a lot of guys with me." Jesus, right? And I walked up to the dudes. I said, "We're gonna walk up and down the strip. Every hot <sighs> chick, you hand a key to, and you say, party here tonight.' Mardi Gras after party, Bourbon Street after party. Uh. Hand the key to the room. Party here. It's a Ritz Carlton. It's yeah. got the penthouse on it." We're yeah. closing deals. Yeah, yeah. Fifty girls, bringing two or three friends each. Hundred and fifty people oh. in this in this suite overlooking all of New Orleans. Its own private lap pool. Yeah, badass party. Yeah. So we have this thing just hopping. I called the hotel. So I'm like, everybody get the cards out. Like, yeah, all the keys are on. I'm like, perfect. Let's go back to the hotel. I call the hotel on the way back. I'm like, so I need a bar set up on the patio deck. Jeez. I need a band. I need a DJ. I need <laughs> this Oh yeah, literally. Well, it's New Orleans? You get bands everywhere. They're just coming off floats. They've just gone down the road on a trailer. Dude, you just bring the trailer around. You can't uh, just
0: buy a speaker, Shane. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're gonna do this. If you're gonna
1: throw a party, you're only as good as your last party thrown, young man. <laughs> okay. Sure. So make sure you throw a damn good one. So uh, anyway, so we get back to the room and like people start coming in and it's it's a bender, dude. It's a good party and everyone's having. There's <laughs> it's New Orleans. It's Mardi Gras. I mean.
2: You know, you yeah, yeah, need yeah. to
1: get into the, the the visual details. You can imagine. Yeah, and I got a knock on the door, and this is when cowboy had just come out,
3: right? I'm so a
1: cowboy. Nineties, oh, two thousand ish. Yeah, it was ninety six, I think. Okay. I bought that six ninety seven. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. And he had the long hair and he wore the mink thing. He was like yeah. a kind of a redneck pimp. Yep. Yeah. Right. That was his look then, and he was rapping a little bit, and it was before Devil Without a Cause came out. Um. Anyway, so he knocks on the door, and I knew the song, but he wasn't. He hadn't blown up yet. He wasn't like Bob Ritchie, Kid mm-hmm. Rock. He was like K to the I to the D. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, but I knew him. So I didn't know him. I knew who he was. Open the door and I looked at him. I'm like, he's like, hey, man. He goes, you got a pretty good party going on here. Right? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm like, you're not going to tell me to keep it quiet because I know who the fuck you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You're not the person. He's like, no, bro. I'm thinking I might want to uh-huh. slide in if that's cool. And I'm like, yeah. he goes, but, and I, I'll say part of this, and you guys can lead yourself to expectations. <laughs> um, and he had a girl with him who is currently married to another rock star. And that's all I'll say on that because the the tabloids have done the rest. Yeah. And he's like, but I got this girl with me, and you know we're not really supposed to be together. I don't think anybody will notice if we just slide in. You can't not notice this person that he was with. Yeah. Especially a bunch of Canadians. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so anyway. Oh, she, she is Canadian, huh? She is Canadian. Yeah, I yeah, forgot she about discovered that. Discovered at a Nargos football game. Yeah. Literally the camera pandora and right? picked her out of the audience yeah
0: yeah. he must have been doing some kind of babe watch yeah babe. kissy cam <laughs> yeah.
1: kissy cam yeah, yeah. so anyways so that's how I met him um, so long and short yeah so Toronto nightclubs a lot of it's flash man a yeah. lot of it's flash a lot of well, it's kind of like I mean like any BS. nightclub right yeah I and mean I assume
0: it's similar to most bigger cities
1: it's it's all it's it's just like a movie set you know everything is contrived to make you believe sure mm-hmm. right and I didn't really know it then I know it now yeah then I was like oh no I'm the tit I'm You're, the fucking you cat's it, uh, ass. I'm the
0: man. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: like, if I didn't have a hot car, my brother and my dad did, so I'd drive it down, <laughs> right? Like, my dad had an Aston Martin. My brother had Vipers and Vets. My brother's been very successful, worked his ass off. My dad's been successful, and I was kind of the, little of the fuck up. So I just like, Click, <laughs> can I borrow your car tonight? One of the cars at the chops. like, yeah. You roll down a different exotic every night, like, dude, Shane's crushing it. But that thing then feeds other things. People start yeah. saying, dude, I want to be around that guy because he's got it all. He's got it dialed in. Yeah. Right. And then one thing leads to another. And all of a sudden your clubs are popular because you're full of shit, which didn't work in my favor, because, like I said earlier, I'm a people pleaser and I'm kind of sensitive, ironically, for all this other gregariousness. And I was really damaging myself. Yeah, I was really kicking the shit of my own self-esteem, my own self-worth, because nobody never got to know me. Everybody knew the bullshit. Yeah. And if you love the bullshit, and I know that I'm propagating the bullshit, then my foundation of our friendship is built on the bullshit. So how could you ever like the real me? And I'll never fucking show you the real me either. Yeah. That's not going to happen because what if you don't, right? So for for 10 years, you know, the nightclub business, I kind of beat the shit out of myself, uh, figuratively, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, And it was after I sold the nightclubs that I went to rehab. Uh, How I got there was... Four or five different steps really. I've been thinking about it for about a year. I was really depressed for about a year and a half after mm-hmm. I sold the nightclub's is lost. You're not hot shit anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um uh Your I, phone's a little quieter. Everything's quieter and you know, and and uh, and the drugs don't flow as fast and the booze you gotta start paying for. <laughs> adds up. You know, a four hundred dollar drinking tab a night plus a four hundred dollar drug tab a night adds up real quick. True. <sighs> you know, we're not four hundred but two hundred and twenty. That's an eight ball a day. So oh. Duh. Yeah. I did a lot of coke. Damn. A lot of coke. I'm not really proud of it, but I'm proud of uh, proud i survive. got a good ticker. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Should be dead. Yeah, right? Um, there's there's purpose for that, though. I mean, yeah. what I'm doing now, and we'll get to that. Sure. Is, 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 well, yeah, there's I mean, a reason I survived. Yeah. Because so people with less ambition or less purpose are dead. Yeah, I believe that. Sure I believe right. that holding. And I'm sorry to anybody that's lost somebody. I'm really sorry. Um, but I think that I was saved because I generally am a fucking great guy. And I don't mean that arrogantly. I mean that with my healthy ego. Yeah. Right. And I do love people and I love bettering the environment around me, the people around me and the purpose around me. There's nothing I get more gratitude for than helping out. Nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing has value to me, even remotely as close as somebody saying, thank you. You changed that for me. Thank you. You helped me. That's the best currency I've ever had. Yeah. And I've learned that over the past couple of years. So I think that I was saved because the universe has a bigger plan for me And, and it sounds cocky. And I've even had somebody say to me like, "Hey man, you really shouldn't say like you're like going to be like the next Gary Vee or or Tony, Tony Robbins." I said, no. I said, "No, no, I'll be bigger than them." Sure. You know, because because why? What, what are you going to aim for? Like right. the uh, the right. the ant Just be okay. I'm I'm it's I'm a, I'm going to climb that three foot wall over there.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Watch me. Yeah, nobody's
1: going to watch that. It gives a shit. I'm going to climb the thirty five thousand foot wall. Watch sure. me. Sure. I'll get some way up. Yeah. You know, I'll still be yeah. f- and if nothing, it'll be hell fun to watch me wall- Watch me fall. <laughs> be hella fun yeah so um, so I was depressed for about two years a year and a half to two years I had a very bad relationship I was in love with this woman crazy love like that drunken fueled love like I mean just infatuated with her and she cheated on me a couple times um, and I was not a great guy I'm not blaming all that at her feet uh, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me it was very public that she'd been fooling around with a guy was basically I was he was driving my car and I was helping pay his rent Oh damn! And um, and and that 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 broke me to a different level. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I've ever wholly re- recovered from that. Yeah. Re- seriously. Sure. Um, uh, that was it. Was humiliating. It was embarrassing. And it was after I had lost. I had sold all my nightclubs and properties. So I I had lost some piece of identity. And then that happened. I was like. All these subconscious things of the falseness, the bravado that I'd built up, the expectations propagated on the foundation of falsity, mm-hmm. right, of lies and stuff. All of that was like, well, it's real then. Even she doesn't love me because I'm not a nightclub owner. So then, that, boom, you know, just like fucking hammer yeah. you hammer you down a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so then I used more and I partied more. Uh, and I started doing, you know, whatever. Um, just being reckless again, like even more reckless. Like to the point that I was starting to black out. And one of the things that scared me the most, uh, I'm not proud of this, but I live in my truth and I'll always be honest with what my life was about and where it's going. Woke up in my bed in Unionville, went to sleep on my boat. Do not remember getting to the to and from, it's 40 miles apart.
0: Damn. (laughs) Like
1: I remember going, I remember driving home from a bar, stupidly drunk and high, to my boat and I was like, I'm only going a kilometer and a half. Canada, kilometers. Kilometer. (laughs) yeah. to 5k <laughs> thank, you. thank you you guys still use 5k yeah. to make it sound like you walk know, longer right. than when you do that because yeah. it sounds longer than 2.6 miles yeah. Yeah. right or 2.4 miles yeah whatever it is um so i was like uh, i actually knew the cop that was like when i was pulling in the parking lot the cops like where are you going shane i'm like just to my boat he's like all right get home safe Because I knew all 51 division at the time, which that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen today. Anyways, they'd be like, Griff, get the fuck out of the car. You're going to jail. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. So, but I went to bed in the boat. I woke up at home and I don't remember driving home. Damn, dude. And I'd never done that. Yeah. Like I'd never that, that disrespect for that. I mean, it's, it's, it's foolish enough to what I did do to drive to the boat. Yeah. uh, In a city congested. There's no excuse. It's fucking stupid. I'm trying to rationalize it. It's stupid. Yeah. Right. Um, So that was kind of trigger one with me. Trigger two was when I was in Greece. I had taken a girl to Greece who I was quite fond of, but she uh, she, she made it very clear that we were going as friends, and I respect her for that. <laughs> I was a douchebag then. I thought, you know, like, hey, I'll show her a good time. We'll we get got a, your friend. We'll get first class. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got, yeah. We'll be, right on a, we'll be on a private yeah. <laughs> jet in a, in a, in a five-star <laughs> private suite. Yeah. You'll see what this life is like, baby. You yeah. know? So fucking pathetic. It really is to think that you... Well, we've been trying to train that way, I guess, from some of the people that I looked up to at that time that... You know, you can acquire people, which is really sad, and we can get into that politically with what's going on later um, in the world with all of us. Sure. Oh, the old white boys running yeah, the world. Yeah, we were talking about that yeah. a little briefly earlier. Yeah. You know, it kind of fucked things up pretty bad, people. We got a lot of apologizing to do. Then uh, you pay for the sins of your father, sadly. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to be. Anyways, um, so in Greece, uh, the one thing she asked me not to do, and I'll, I'll give you a little preface to the story. So we all know Connor McGregor today. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor can be Conor McGregor because of the brand of Conor McGregor and because he's built up that expectation of him Im- of craziness and grandeur. Yeah. Well, if you showed up to my boat like Conor McGregor <laughs> today with no paparazzi, not yeah. being Conor McGregor, I'd think you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Right? I kind of dressed and acted that way. Like I was really loud and like shit. I <laughs> mean, you know? so I showed up to this little village in Greece in like a I think it was an AMG Mercedes, gullwing door. There's donkeys in the town. Like it was her family's Uh, village. We're going to her family's village for a couple days first, and then we're going off on the luxurious trip. I'm like, yeah, we'll go see your family. Is there what can I rent there? She's like, there's a castle. I'm like, I'll rent the castle. Like, I mean, when I say douchebag, (laughs) I seriously mean this. People, I was a fucking (laughs) douchebag. I made my bones about it, and I've apologized for it. I'm a better person now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but sadly at the time, that's what I thought. You know, you do right. You show up, and you got to make because I was insecure. Uh
2: huh. Right. Yeah, but I mean. And honestly, like running a castle does sound cool as shit.
0: Does sound cool. It it does. I if mean, I'm not always us them, and run a castle. Yeah, man, well, yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll go. You'll <laughs> You'll you appreciate. can impress the
2: shit out of us running a castle.
1: So showed up in this town, AMG, get out with the white loafers, which I still have here actually. Ah, nice. Um, and you know, kick them off. kick them. Uh, should be actually. I'll get speed up the story because this will go on for four years. Um. <laughs> She said, do me one favor. Please don't drink and drive in the town. We know everybody. I'm like, absolutely. So we all went to dinner. In Europe, they kind of drink it around 11 o'clock on. Right? <sighs> they have dinner with water, and they drink it like, eat dinner at like 930, 30. Yeah. And after dinner, they'll have a little something, and then they'll go out to the disco, right, about 1231. Okay. So I go out to the beach that day, and I start drinking at the beach. And then I go to dinner. I'm drinking just, at the dinner. Just by yourself? Or well, with, no, with or, with the group okay. people, I'm but just you, carrying around a six-pack of beer, right? Yeah. Or whatever. I had some Jager with me or something, right? And, I mean, that's what we do in North America. If you're going to the beach today, you bring your coolies, sure. right? So I'm like, oh, we're going. I'm on vacation, right? Yeah. Uh, went from there to the dinner. By the end of the dinner, I was smashed. So I looked at her and I said, I'm just going to go back to the, the castle and sleep. <laughs> She's like, okay, no problem. So I'm being the responsible guy. Yeah. I woke up at around 1.30 from that 11 o'clock nap. And I felt great. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to the club. Right? <sighs> so I walked downstairs to the castle. I'm like, hey, can you get me a cab? They're like, oh, no cabs. I'm like, well, where's the club? They're like, oh, the other side of the village. Oh. Like, yeah, get me my car. So I felt fine. I wasn't fine. Yeah. I drove to the club. I still hit. This is the problem. I hit it from her. I parked around the corner from this outdoor. And this thing was like, it was like an amphitheater. It was all open. You walk through these like stone. Look like you're walking into a house, but there's no back walls or roof. Mm-hmm. So I walked down and, and, you know, the party's happening and I grab a table and get bottles, which... They didn't need again douchebaggery, <laughs> like they were all having fun at the bar by themselves. But Shane shows up, so we must get VIP service now. Like, nobody had I made them put together a VIP area, there oh, wasn't one. God. I exactly seriously, it's yeah. embarrassing. All right, um, it's cringe worthy, Shane. It is, it is. I'm like, I'm like, hey guys, let's fuck. I need a VIP. They're like, oh, the uh, table, chairs, perfect, bring over yeah. bottles, yeah, you know. Um, and at the end of the night, uh, it was about four or five in the morning, she's like, hey, we're gonna go to the beach to watch sunrise. I'm like, great, I'll meet you there. Let me go home and get changed real quick, and then we'll, I'll sleep at the beach and, during the day type thing. Uh, and she asked me, she goes, you didn't drive here, right? I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, I wrecked the car on the way home. Damn. And they watched the car wreck. Damn. Went around the back of the club, went off the road, hit the A-post, fractured my orbital, <sighs> fractured two ribs, uh, broke my nose. Uh, so this whole side of my face was mangled. God. Yeah. The car was still able to drive, so I got to back up the gully, Brought it back to the castle, parked it in its spot, and I went in and passed out. All right, passed out in the bed. She kicked in the door several hours later, going like, "What the fuck happened?" And yeah. she looked and I don't know where this came from. I think I've told you guys this story before. I don't know where the fuck it came from. I'm like, I got carjacked by Albanians. <laughs> She's like, "Shame we watched." It's <laughs> so dumb. So <laughs> yeah. Drunk, yeah. st- in shock. Um, yeah. And she, uh, and she just looked at me. And she goes, "Shame we watched the car go off the road." Like, Jesus. you know, I asked you one thing. She goes, you lied to me. And she actually saved my life because she said to me, I think you're a great guy. I've seen a glimmer of um, epicness in you. She goes, but I didn't sign up for this, and I won't go on the rest of the trip with you. So have a good time. Damn. And she stayed in the village with her family. And at yeah. first, I was all pissed off at her. But I had two weeks to sit in a country where I don't speak the language in these private island resorts. Uh, yeah. Yeah to really think about life yeah and that's where i decided to go to rehab and then it took a couple of other steps to get there my brother found out i wanted to go when i got back to toronto and he made arrangements for a private jet and and didn't tell me anything about it just kind of got me together with him he's like hey man he goes we can agree his story i like the way he said it he said so you left a company that was doing x millions a year to go start nightclubs and we thought you're crazy dad and i yes yeah. and then you became one of the largest nightclub owners in canada or in toronto at least he said, So we can assume that you're not totally stupid. <laughs> All right. And he goes, You might be, but the proof, the evidence shows us that you're not. Yeah. All right. I think you're an idiot, he said, but the <laughs> evidence shows me that you're not totally <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And he said, So I hear you think you have a problem. You probably do. If you can figure out and navigate the hospitality business the way you have with criminals and gangsters and yeah. bikers, he goes, You probably have a problem. Yeah. So he was like, hey, Here's a one time deal, bud. I love you. You're my little bro i got a plane waiting at the airport. It's going to take you somewhere if you want to go, go. If not, I'll never bring it up again. This isn't an ultimatum. It's not I love you or don't love you. You want to go, go. You don't want to go, don't go. Yeah. Up to you. And the only thing that he did mention to me, which scared the shit out of me, he said, the only thing is, now that I am aware that you think you have a problem, I'll be less likely to have you take care of my daughters whenever I'm out of town. Um, They probably won't be staying on Uncle Shane's boat when you're going out, because I don't want them around drugs if there's stuff. If that's happening in your life... You'll see them supervise with me, almost like a custody thing. Yeah. And I love my little girls. I mean, they're the world to me. I don't have my own kids. And I've got two little boys from my brother got remarried and, and Nancy. And she was there, too. And those little boys were in, the, in our life at that time. And uh, anyways, I got to go to rehab. After rehab, went back to Toronto, earned a couple degrees, one uh, co-active life coaching and applied holistics nutrition degree and a registered orthomolecular health practitioner degree. Um, ball, uh, the life coaching was six month program. I did that on weekends and then the schooling was uh two 18 month programs. I did simultaneously basically. Okay. Um, and did days, nights and weekends. Uh, nothing goes slow with me. I try to <laughs> go fast. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> then I moved to California Yeah. Uh, shortly thereafter to actually work in the addiction field to work with people in rehab, uh, become a life coach and, and, and be a, a sense of motivation or inspiration. I, I, I understood, uh, all obviously all the flaws of my previous life. Um, got real truthful about the douchebaggery yeah um the insecurity the self-worth and realize that this is not uh this is not unique to me um addicted or not everybody's got a layer of this in them it's part of our human dna sure you you don't feel especially in today's world we've got so many comparisons that we don't feel adequate often enough we feel less than more than we feel of then you know, hmm. just by, yeah. by today's standards because, and even if you're really, really grounded and you're really, 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 you know, got it together, even in the wellness community, for instance, where it's all it's like yogis, you know, it's everything's peace, love, and harmony. Uh, <laughs> right? But then there's that one girl that's crushing it on, on, on Instagram because she's a yogi. And the other yogi girl who's peace, love, and harmony and they're all supposed to be embracing, it's still competitive. Yeah. Right? If it's in, or a studio. So even in these these spaces that are, harmonious there's there's competitiveness no question and and you feel athletes everywhere look around the world mm-hmm. is a competitive place and i think that's really tempered our our egos i think that's really beaten us up a lot um i know it did me and i was in a world that i created my bubble i i, I blew the bubble around me right <laughs> yeah. and but there's other people that don't have that option and they have the, the same I, I just see it it's like it's like matrix to me like I can look at somebody and go like oh fuck I get it bro mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're thinking like I uh, empathy and I t- like let's fix this you know so I really love that aspect of it and when I moved out here that's what I really wanted to do uh, I got involved in the the addiction coaching world and I was collecting payments for my services and that was great but yeah. I did have some people that didn't succeed. And in the addiction community, you have a large percentage that don't succeed. Sure. And I took that right in the head. Yeah. yeah. I'm like and they're
0: paying you. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah I, d- yeah. I don't have thick enough skin to see other people fail that I'm involved with. I hate it. I sure. hate watching people fail. Um, I don't mind failing. I, I'm, I'm a huge failure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, and, 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 but that we're, uh, Yeah. We're, go ahead. Go ahead. Never <laughs> so, you know, but that's allowed me to teach back kind of like if you don't fail, you can't learn and da, da, da. But not everybody has to fuck up as much as I did or on such grand scales with different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like almost kill yourself several times over to learn. Maybe I shouldn't drink that much. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that wasn't a tough lesson. Probably the first time I rode a car off drunk driving should have been the sign, not yeah. the 12th yeah. or whatever yeah. time it was. Um, so that's what I moved out here for. And I just got tainted by it. I didn't like it. I did. I, I'd much rather just do it for free but I need to live.
0: And you're still doing it. I still do it. Yeah. Yeah, You were telling us earlier.
1: I still coach. I've got probably six people that I'm coaching right now. Oh, cool. It's uh, it's word of mouth, you know, like I got one, I, a lot of people, it's weird. It's, it's, it's tremendously flattering and it's also kind of hilarious because I've got about six people in my hometown of Unionville that are sober that say, we watched you do it. And, we didn't know it could be done because our town of Unionville is a highly drinking town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Canada's a big drinking country. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, Union. Oh yeah, big drinking. Like we, it's.
2: I feel like it's similar to the Midwest, like Cleveland. Where we're from, yeah, they, a little bit. Yeah, it's cold. They're yeah, they're just our, our sports, beer actually the good drink. good, right,
1: good right, alcohol. Right. right. What are you
0: talking about? <laughs> what, what's What's the it's one good Cleveland one we got now? Syrup in it. Uh, Great, Lakes. <laughs> Great Lakes. Great Lakes. Great Lakes. <laughs> <a> good <laughs> yeah. beer. Yeah. Christmas. That's now. about it though. Great Lakes Brewery. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, great Lakes Brewery I know that brewery yeah I think I've had their beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> good I'm pretty sure I have that's yeah. pretty good. got a good pilsner <laughs> uh, yeah. anyways um, so uh, uh, Unionville uh, six or seven people are sober there and the and it kind of a little little chain reaction sure and I've gotten a lot of credit from these people privately which is amazingly flattering the best story I was one of my one of my good friends from high school calls me up and this guy's super successful great guy Um Loved by all, just a great, great guy. Yeah, and just like all my other friends, goes to a hockey game and gets shit canned, takes <laughs> a cab home and passes out. And he's got an amazing wife. She doesn't. She know he's he provides well. He's not a drunk to her. Doesn't beat her. Isn't a dick. Um, but he had this. uh He had this little baby boy, and he said to me, calls me. He's like, hey, Griff. He goes, I got a little issue going on. I go, what's that He goes, well, I think I need to quit drinking. I'm like, well, you probably do (laughs) that. It's come to the point that you're thinking about it. You know, it took me two years to figure it out. If you're just thinking that now, jump right on the train, bro. And he's like, he goes, and the two things are funny about it. He said, "Well, I was really thinking, you know, if you can." fuck i can't <laughs> right? like great guy his backhanded compliment it was he's yeah. like i mean if you can i don't know that's because i'm so Ill- ill-equipped or or because my whole life was such in shambles <laughs> sure but he's like <laughs> yeah. i mean i can like fuck i got a career and kids <laughs> yeah. and a family yeah i got i got reasons to be sober yeah, you were just yeah. a drunk party guy yeah. you had no reason yeah. you know like you were just still you were you know you didn't have a reason like i had a dog you know i love my dog i got sober <laughs> for my dog you know so um So, anyways, he uh, he's been sober two years now, but but you know we talk once in a while, and then I like to I I do pro bono work um, every Tuesday. I try to do something for charity or a charity or my own. So I I coach the four people, four to six people depending on the schedules of people and how well they're doing. Six on my roster, four are active right now. Let's put it that way. That's cool. Um, And I talk to them every Tuesday, and go through what their emotions are and what's happening with them. Um, And it's just frank talk. It's kind of like what we're doing here. I'm a storyteller. You guys know that. Everything's a story. Yeah. This podcast could be six you're, hours if you wanted it to it be. It very easily could be. Yep. You're, yeah. But you're a great storyteller. Yep. You guys say I that. I appreciate that. Of it. I've always got a thing in I'm the sure. back of my head that I'm talking too much because I've, <laughs> I've driven my parents crazy. They've had to deal with this their whole fucking life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So like every time I start talking, my mother's like, "You are relentless. You just don't stop." I'm like, "Mom, fuck. Some people like it that don't know me, okay? Like <laughs> yeah. you just, just yeah, right. fucking leave the room." <laughs> I guess maybe it was every day. I'll maybe. pull the car over. You can get out. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I, nobody's asking you to stay yeah. here. Sometimes you know. Yeah. And I love my mom, but every once in a while it's like, "Mom, I get it. Sorry. Hey, fuck. It's your fault. Sorry. You yeah. raised yeah. me. Yeah. You know. You did this. Yeah. You did true. this to I, you. I blame. I blame it. I give it. It's yeah. all your fault. You yeah. guys did a terrible job. So I'm a mess. Fucked up. It's all your fault. No, it's not. It's my what,
0: choices. Yeah. So, so all right, So, so you're still working with those people, but let's talk about your current biz and yeah. Vitamin Patch Club. So you you start a Vitamin Patch Club, and and oh shit, mine mine's gone. I think your watch. No, <laughs> no, my watch is fine. Oh, I thought your watch went out. I hope Bronx what? didn't eat it. He might. It's good. He was licking. Fun. So Shane, for those of you not seeing us, Shane has a dog in yeah. the boat, in the boat with us. Was licking um, my hand okay. earlier. Here, I'll just open up another pack for you, buddy. Anyway, yeah, uh, Vitamin Patch Club. Uh, so there you go, patches. Um, transdermal <laughs> vitamins Exactly The, the ba- so
1: easiest and best way To explain it Think of nicotine patch Yeah Take out the nicotine Put in vitamins
0: Sure Simple Simple. A to B Makes sense Yeah So you you started this A year and a half ago Yes. Maybe I'll get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. It. yeah You yeah. probably started The
2: transformation About a year and a half ago Right Research and Yeah It was
1: right after So I had a. You guys know my other business That I had Which is still operating In Canada Called Whole Life Balance mm-hmm. And I was closing The studio out here uh, It just doesn't do them well Truth the is The sign's still up there
3: I know the sign I is right to the building. Like two weeks it's ago, kind of yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I was closing it. I was feeling rough about it. Life sucks. Lost a bunch of money. For about a week, I didn't leave my apartment. That's why you got to give it a little press down for like two seconds. Let that adhesion sink in. There you go. You're good. Locked he, and loaded. He just got one of those bodies that things don't stick to. There's yeah, I guess mm-hmm. water off a of duck's ass. With him. Well, he's
2: probably lotioned up, lined up with some uh, it's coconut It's on the back oil. of my elbow somewhere. Yep.
1: Wow, dude. See, that's it's wow. the magic patch. Yeah. appears where you need it most. Yeah, I'll we'll put it there. Um, yeah, I was closing my store, and I was feeling miserable at life. I stayed in for like uh, a week. I didn't leave my apartment, and I was feeling sorry for myself, and I gave myself a little life coaching. I'm like, okay, what would you tell yourself if you were a client? Mm-hmm. Uh, get your ass up. Get back in the gym. Start eating healthy again. Stop shaving. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Stop shaving that That's good, yeah. Um, and uh, I went to the store to quit smoking. Which I finally have done, boys. Nice, nice. good. Uh, I didn't I hate then. That shit. I didn't then. Right. Uh, I drove. I rode my bike to the store to get uh, Chantex, which is a medicated s- uh, smoking cessation aid, and um, they wouldn't allow me to write my own prescription. Uh, so <laughs> apparently, <laughs> that's illegal. Um, <laughs> Didn't know that. My partner was a doctor. I had a, I had a yeah. script pad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, I was like, yeah, just Chantex I'm not asking for opioids. I'm like, fucking <laughs> oh, quit smoking. God. Give me something to quit smoking. I need to quit smoking right now. Yeah. Right. Everything's right now. It was 11 o'clock at night, and the lady said, look, why don't you just try nicotine patches? I'm like, all right, fine. Where are they? And she's like, you know, <laughs> stomping my feet. She brings me down to the aisle, and in the aisle, the nicotine patches were here, and above them was B12 pills. So when she reached down, uh. she grabbed the Nicor, Nicorette thing, and she's like, here you go. And I literally saw through it. Like, it was like it went, this became, the nicotine patch yeah. became translucent, and I went through, and I was like, why don't we do those with vitamin patches? Like, why, aren't, why don't we do that with vitamins? Why, why? Yeah. And she looked at me, and she goes, uh, I don't know. And I go, I go, we should be. And she's like, we probably should. I'm like, I gotta fucking go. Uh-huh. So I left, and I started doing the research Did you get on the nicotine? I didn't. No. I, didn't, didn't no, you, I Didn't even do it. No, I didn't even buy just, them. It sparked the idea, and you out. It was gone. Out. It was gone. I It would, Seems very Shane like. Yeah, 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 squirrel. Yeah, right. let me go do this. <laughs> yeah, then so then totally. you're up till five in the morning writing yeah. some shit out. Seventy two hours. Seventy two yeah. hours straight. No sleep. Yeah. Um, and that's that's actually where the beard started growing. Nice. I just like I just didn't have time. I was like I was fascinated by, fascinated with it on a couple things molecularly. How our bodies absorb things. I had no idea that we could absorb 90% with, with 90% efficiency through our pores. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, why? And
0: so how are you, how, uh, when you're doing that, we, all right, so you, you got the idea. Yeah. And, and then, you, like you said, the 90, 90%, like, you didn't know that shit. Are you starting to do research on it? Yeah, or absolutely. Just, first first I,
1: thing I did was I Googled nicotine patches technology. Okay, so you're doing it through there. Yeah,
0: I Googled nicotine
1: yeah. patch technology, and then the word transdermal came up and the word topical came up. Okay. And I looked at both topical patches are technically what these are. Okay. I love the term transdermal. They're made the same way. The only thing that transdermal we say we use transdermal technology for legality reasons. Okay. Transdermal means the application of medication or a controlled substance through a patch. Okay. Topical means something that is over the counter, which mm. is a vitamin. Oh. Hmm. So, okay. but topical never sounded sounds like you're going on vacation, mm-hmm. tropical topical. Just never I didn't <laughs> like it. Topical creams. Mm-hmm. I put, put those creams, with like MLMs. ML yeah. In yep. my head, there's a constraint that it doesn't work. Topical didn't seem real. Tra- transdermal yeah. seems real. And it's the same technology, but I can't call it a transdermal patch. I say we use transdermal technology, and that's our little loop around. Sure. Which is legal. So, <laughs> you know. That face <laughs> says, I just, legally, says just, my attorney. I, I just, It says my yeah. attorney. It says my COO is yeah. an attorney, David. Yeah. Reply to that one, David. Yeah. <laughs> so um,
0: you 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 figured that out? You see that now. Where are you going from there? Are right,
1: you, right from there, I went to the uh, the archives for the uh, Department of Health, the Department of Health um, Science Tech website, which is uh, NSTABB or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that and then in there they've got every scholarly written and published report. Started doing the research on transdermal applications, and is there testing and the efficiency, and does it work, and can it work with supplements? And there's a ton, eighteen hundred studies that are showing that the efficiency is better. I'm like, well, why the fuck hmm. isn't this being done? So I think production. Well, it probably costs too much. How much can a pill cost? We know pills are on a quarter fractions of a penny. Excuse me to manufacture. I'm like, so my product's probably gonna be like two hundred bucks. Who's gonna buy two hundred dollars worth of thirty days? Not gonna happen so i called uh, a friend in toronto he used to work for 3m mm-hmm. and i said get me a contact for somebody in your um in your uh ph- pharmaceutical division in the u.s and there's a place in wisconsin 3m's largest pharmaceutical division i got in touch with the vp and i said hey i want to build a vitamin patch he says oh that's a great idea we'd love uh-huh. to do that um 3M manufactures FDA approved products, which means their process of manufacturing is several, several, several checks and balances in it, oh. which means a tremendously cost. And they And they, way too
0: slow for Shane.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> and uh and we don't require FDA passability with, with vitamins. Sure. Um so what he said Shane, we can make it. There's no problem, but it's gonna be like eight dollars a patch. Oh my god. To make and that's that's not me selling it. Yeah. yeah, I'm like eight times thirty. I'm like, oh fuck. I said with markup. I mean, even if I get to shit margins, I'm like, oh okay, so it's not proper I said it's got to be another way. So then I looked at some of their competitors. I ordered every competitor that was out there. There was other companies doing this. I ordered uh, from the medicinal ones, the ones with with herbs. Did he leave? No. Okay, just check and see if my dog left the boat. Dog mm. <laughs> um, left the gate open. He won't. Um, anyways, I I. I ordered all of our s- our competitors products um, i sent them to universities to get them studied um, to determine if they were doing them correctly
2: how do you do that like i, I if i was going to send us st- uh to a university get it stud- uh, study done so i reached you, out, out to
1: process? usc first you guys talk USC. i'm going yeah. go to the bathroom real quick you got it okay reached out mm-hmm. to usc ucla got their pharmacology department uh, found somebody that was in their fourth year doing thesis work or paper that needed to have something to be studied. Okay. Um, and then I, I paid a little bit too. Okay. You can have them do you, it. You pay
2: the student or the school? I paid the school. Okay.
1: Right. Because I wanted it fast tracked. Otherwise, you get put in a list. Gotcha. Right. So basically, so do I'm sure work.
2: a lot of people want s- access to stuff like that. Because it's free yeah. studies, yeah. right? Yeah. Um,
1: and and, w- and mine was just to, to dissect what they were doing. And I found out a lot of shit on competitors. And I won't publish it and I don't care to. I'm not going to bash anybody. I don't need to bash anybody because our product is far superior. Because I learned that. I learned about the uh, polyacetate adhesive. What kind of adhesive to use. Um, they were using a different kind, which actually holds the nutrients st- harder, so that it, it doesn't it's doesn't s- one of them sticks too much, one of them doesn't stick enough, which means the nutrients don't fall. One of them doesn't have enough water solubility. One of the patches that we test actually had caffeine in it, which gave people their B12 jolt, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually s- disgusting. People were doing that because they're re- marketing it as a B12 patch and it had caffeine in it. Everyone was like, oh, that gets a jolt of energy. I'm like, yeah, because it's not <laughs> B12 is not supposed to give you energy. Yeah. Energy is a byproduct of having B12. B12 helps fats and carbohydrates break down your body, which turn into energy. Mm-hmm. So when you put something on people, and we have customers all the time, going, I put it on and I didn't feel anything. I'm like, good.
2: Yeah, it's not like drinking a Red Bull. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. like it's, it's yeah.
1: time released. And over the next week, you should just notice that you're more energetic. I'm telling you, you guys know me. I'm animated at best, mm-hmm. right? That's who I am. But I know for a fact, like I'm doing this back to basics program right now. You guys have probably seen. Yeah. I've started training again, started eating right again. And my workouts are 10 times where they were two years ago. And I'm just doing it solo mission, just me. Like, yeah. I don't have trainers or anything. I just said, on my birthday, I decided two things. One, I needed to quit smoking officially, so I set a timeline, uh, which I've quit um, 30 days in now, 34 days. Nice. None, none. Who's counting? <laughs> I count that. Um, the, the first month, I if you look in the fridge, everything's organic and natural. I cook everything on the boat, one meal a day, no matter what, on the boat. One smoothie a day, no matter what, in the boat. Lunch, snacks outside of the boat, no problem. So it's a regulated, but not a crazy regulated. I still eat out once a week, twice a week at a restaurant, and I go whatever the fuck I want. Uh. Steak, put the truffle butter on, load it up, Uh. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't take it too serious. But um, a lot of that's from the B12 that I've got all this energy and working out. And then the next thing was I'm now I'm on the workout schedule, and so combining those three things together, we'll see what I look like at the end of end of November because that's my goal. I've got a goal of getting down to twelve percent body fat again.
2: That's, I've and already there. seen your before and afters for yeah. the last. what is was it? Shane. Thirty day. Jack. 30 yeah, it was, it was Jack Shane. I mean, Thirty one days. Sexy Shane is what I was calling. Yeah. it. sexy yeah. Shane. Also,
0: also sexy Shane driving to Nashville and back. So like not, you yeah. know, like if you, you have having. I don't know if you're yeah. working out on the on the trips. I did. I did. Well, my I knew so you did in Nashville, but like at oh in no, on Kansas on the, City. I
1: didn't. I didn't work out on the trip, so I kind of said I wanted to build. It's a part of my schedule. Is I've learned a lot of things about addiction and recovery. And I knew I needed to quit smoking. So one of the reasons, one of the reasons, ironically, that I went to Nashville was to quit smoking. I mean, it sounds crazy. But I knew that if I was gone for 30 days in somebody's home that I was not allowed to smoke in, I didn't have a set routine. Like, I used to wake up on the boat, and my ashtray is here. Mm -hmm. My phone's charging here. And I get up, and I grab the phone, I grab a butt. It's routine. Yeah. Right? Break the routine. You got to break the mold. So just like I went to rehab and I constituted or instituted different constitution in my life, I did the same thing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up and instead of having to smoke, I'm going to throw on the shittiest pair of pants <laughs> like I got and go right to the fucking gym, Yeah. yeah. right? I'm going to work out for an hour, an hour and a half. And you forget to have your smoke. And it's the same thing with drinking. You know, I've said this, my co laughs all the time because it's the simplest thing. People are like, how do you quit smoking? Like, how do you quit drinking? I don't order one. Yeah. But I don't have the first. I won't have the next 20. I remember right. you
0: saying that saying that before.
1: It's the simplest thing. So with the cigarettes, it's like, I can't have a puff. I can't have one. Just more. don't do it. Just can't. Yeah. So again, yeah, the first three days, driving in a car with two dogs and, and uh, a, a team member from my company, probably a little irritable.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, probably <laughs> yeah. was. But then you're also driving through friggin' United States. I went yeah. to Grand Canyon. How can you be mad at the Grand Canyon? You yeah. can't be mad at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You can't be angry in that place. You can't yeah. be frustrated or agitated. Yeah. You could probably detox in the Grand Canyon and not have detox issues i mean it's just spectacular so research universities did the study on it and then i had to find suppliers and that was challenging we've had a lot of fuck-ups along the way met with one supplier and this was interesting so a guy down in san diego i called him up and i'm like hey i said you manufacture patches i said well this is what i'd like and i had no idea what we could put in them at this point what the the limitations were mm-hmm. i'm like i would like to do a multivitamin i'd like it added up to be 112 milligrams of nutrients all right um he's like yeah no problem we can make that for you i'm like great so i go how big will the patch be he goes well what size do you want them i said well doesn't it make a difference of what's in them i do we make them any way you want huh I, I wasn't born yesterday yeah you know but i'm like well how does that work that because you got only this much space uh-huh if the patch only weighs 20 grams 20 milligrams how do you have 120 milligrams of stuff in it so I found out he manufactures one of my competitors, oh. and they just miss uh, it. They just don't care because <laughs> it's unregulated. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, no, you're not the guy I'm gonna work with. <laughs> yeah, no, your, your efficacy is in the shitter. So um and, and and I found this great company in North Carolina that I invested in, um, and they're a manufacturer of transdermal technology. He actually started out with uh, with ma- if you believe was making roofing tape. Huh. Mm. Right, so he's an adhesion company. Sure. And um, I got together with him. I love the family. Love the guy that runs it. Great guy. Army vet or army reservist uh, just has that North Carolina kind of just good. We know that. Shake shake there for a handful of years. Shake your hand and and yeah, I'll get it done. If I can't get it done, I'll tell you and I'll tell you your face if it's going to be late and I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Right, which is so no refreshing. We live, we, yes. we, 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 mm-hmm. you,
0: you know where we live. The yep. bullshit capital of the world. Yeah, yeah. So that was refreshing to me. So all right, so you started the biz. Let's talk a little bit about like problems and issues. Because we know, I mean, we've talked to you before, there's been some great there's been some not so great yeah. things with the biz. And you've you've it's probably been harder too because you've been in a successful biz before and now you just start from scratch this thing that we'd never heard of it. Of course you had some competitors and half competitors, yeah. so it's out there, but We'd never heard of it before, so it's not—it's like it's a brand new. Uh, um. It's a new category. It's still sure. Be, it'd be considered a new category. Okay, it's a yeah. new
1: space on a shelf that was retail. It's yeah, not like there's, there's, there. It's not toothpaste. Right? Yeah, you know, right. it's like whenever gel, the little weird jelly ones came out. Colgate <laughs> already had space there. Yeah, right. So they modified Just their brand. Yeah. um Hurdles. First thing, uh, any advice I can give to anybody, and this is the hardest one for me to get and take and accept and do, because I've been successful. Because I've got enough, I've got equity and I can afford to outsource. Fucking don't. Yeah. My first advice is, when you're starting something new, just the way we target people to buy our product based on our demographics, the minute you Google, how do I start a company, as an example, every asshole that wants to take your money to tell you how to start a company who doesn't own a fucking company is going to be in your inbox. Uh Uh-huh. And the biggest thing that I learned was shut the fuck up, put your face into your computer and do it yourself. At least understand it enough and attempt it. So like building the website, me, how much is it going to cost to build a website? I'll go to these guys. I called people of mine, friends of mine that had done this before who had these great companies that were selling 40, 50, 60 million. I'm like, who built your website? These great guys in check. All right, give me the check or the... Wherever the fuck they were, yeah, right, and <laughs> not them. Yeah, it was. I had two different developers. We had, we had and and
2: I think you had more than that well, you. at that I've gone I've yeah. gone through four or five, yeah.
1: and and I am demanding. Don't get me wrong; like sure. it, I'm not fucking easy to work with. But at the same time, I know what I want, and I know other people have it. I didn't create a new web. It's not a new. You, you didn't web. create the internet. Yeah, like I mean, I'm like you guys. I want internet, it to look like yeah. this guy's site that works. Right. This company that's yeah. crushing it in the UK that I know, I've well, I've I've bought product. I love their customer experience. Take that, and make one for VPC. Oh, that's like eight months. Oh, fuck you, you're eight months. <laughs> you know, so they're, so, and 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 we're all afraid of coding and all that because I'm not a website developer. I'm not a developer programmer. Uh, so Shopify, boom, saved me everything. Saved me Shopify. I, so, sh- Shopify saved me probably another hundred thousand dollars in oh. development costs, and I was already eighty thousand in. I built our website in a week, our Damn. website that we're using now that's functioning. Yeah. That, that was converting. supposed to be eight months, yeah. and you would have paid a bunch of money yeah. for it. Yeah, and I'd already spent six or seven months going through three developers, and, th- and developers are much like custom home renovators. You bring yeah. one plumber in to start a job, and totally. then bring another plumber in to finish. The other plumber was an asshole and did it wrong. And how the who the fuck are you to and argue? You, I don't yeah. know, Cole. You don't have an totally. idea. No, and
2: and also, it's gonna, they're going to tell you it's going to be two months, and it's going to take three months, and it's going to be more money than they initially exactly. quote you. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: and so time is everything. So that, that's the one issue. The other one is um, fucking turn off your ears to everybody else's advice hmm. unless yeah. they're a mentor or a trusted person who's involved in it from ground up with you. Um, you ever had somebody come into your house and say and and watch you do something that they have no hmm. real idea what you're doing? And say, you know what I'd do if I were you. You're not fucking me. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't even have more blunt yeah. because I've sat and I've gotten I've gone to masterminds. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, and, and some of them have been great. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I've met a lot of douchebags at them too. Huh. Sure. Um, like worse than I ever was. Cause these guys are sober fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like at least I, at least I was weak and insecure and you know, I still gave you your booze to have a good time in my facade of a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did provide some entertainment, you know? Um, but these guys are just to your face assholes. Like they're, I walked into the one mastermind and the guy, I only knew him for like five minutes five minutes didn't know anything about our product he goes you need to do a magnesium patch huh i'm like yeah it's a good idea he goes no you need to do one right now i said do you know if it absorbs he goes it doesn't matter you need to get it figured out i'm like well i don't know if magnesium absorbs the skin huh. the skin pores have to be less than 700 dalton to be able to absorb i don't know if magnesium is above 700 dalton or less than 700 dalton it might not be able to be done right it, it can in fact be done and we are going
0: to be doing it. Cool. We're doing yeah. a magnesium, potassium. But he didn't, he didn't know.
1: But he didn't know. It's like yeah. the first thing. He didn't even look at my other fucking problems. It probably was the
0: approach of, it, of him too. He just came in like, ah, you should do this. It,
1: it was It was, It was. was so kind. Con- I'm like, you don't even know what the fuck. Maybe, what if I'm selling only to people that have... Um, uh, lap band surgery that don't require magnesium because they can absorb it through the lap band surgery. He did not even know what my business model sure, was. Right. Yeah. Didn't know that I was selling. Who I was selling to. Anyway, so there was that one guy, and I just kind of always put a rough spot in my mouth. I was like, "Fuck you." Yeah. You know, don't tell me how to run my business. I didn't even ask you, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least let me get a question out. Like, hey, what you do know? you think? Yeah. Um. So that that was a big thing. I I can't stress enough. Do it yourself first. Do it, fail, and then find somebody that can fix it. Yeah. If you need to, um. My my COO David said that I would actually he prophesied this. He said you're gonna be on a you're gonna be on a podcast talking about all the things you shouldn't fucking do. Yeah. Before you talk about anything you should, he actually said this was gonna happen without knowing you guys. <laughs> um. So David, you're right again. You're right, correct. You right. Um. So that was a big thing. Then all of these all of these uh, landing page companies and Facebook advertising marketing guys and all these gurus. Okay, two questions to ask them. Let me speak to the last success you had. I want to know how much runway and how much uh-huh. money they spent mm-hmm. because they tell you what they can do and they tell you a couple graphs. Either the company that, worked, that you worked for will release all of their shit to me with a non-disclosure agreement, so I can see uh-huh. exactly how you went from cost of acquisition at 153 when they were running their own Facebook campaign to 2695, exactly how fucking long it took, exactly how many other plugins you did to the website, how many A B testing you did, how many landing pages you did, what was the timeline? Was it six months, six years? Because each month I got a burn rate. Like I had one guy actually say to me, and I we quickly dissolved this relationship. And I sound angry because I am because this has cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Damn right. In, and in your first year in my first year, I'm I'm about yeah. I'm about six hundred thousand in, seven hundred thousand in at this point, and I'm going to tell you a hundred percent, fifty percent of that is wasted, fifty percent wow. of that away because it's my first time, and I and I rested on some old laurels that I have I'm like. That guy's a pro. He introduced me from this guy. Met him at a mastermind. Yeah. The mastermind endorses him. I should hire him. He did awesome shit. He's speaking here. He must be awesome. That was my due diligence. Fucking stupid me. Mm-hmm. Stupid fucking me. What an idiot. Because half these guys are are, are first of all selling you the same bullshit that you're going to buy from, you know. Uh, false hope of, Oh geez, I don't want to get religious on people. I'm really sorry, <laughs> but cause I'm not, I'm, I'm an atheist. So kind of like people. So if this offends you, believe in something to get you through the day. Yeah. And everybody needs an imaginary friend. I'm glad Jesus is yours. Um, <laughs> I should get some controversy for yeah.
0: you. I'm not religious at all. He is. Are but, you? Yeah. But anyway, he's yeah. got kids. Now you have to be, you gotta yeah. be hopeful. can <laughs> still talk <laughs> to them. Right. <laughs>
1: um, so, but, but the point is, is that like salvation through chair, through donations at the thing. I don't think Jesus was walking around going, "Give me two bucks, give me ten bucks, I'll let you into heaven." Like the, the offering glass,
3: you know. It's, you know.
1: So I'm my point is, it. is I had a bunch of people that all have their hand out, and and ninety percent of them are full of shit, man. This is like the wild west of marketing. You have they're faceless, they're on the internet, nobody ever meets. I had one guy literally say to me, "So I gave him the Facebook budget. I gave, we're running our own Facebook accounts. We had another company do it for a little bit. I wasn't happy with what they're doing." They weren't converting yeah they weren't selling anything they were doing these long form and they, they kept going against the grain i said to them and, and i've hey i own my shit. we screwed up a lot I, my due diligence my deep dives and with deep dives do deep dives on mm-hmm. your audience find out who's going to be a demographic well they were all fucking wrong i paid mm-hmm. a guy fifteen thousand dollars to do a deep dive into into our product who would want it he said urban centers sing uh married women professional women gave me this whole thing 26 to 38 Da, 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 income of this, income of this. Know who our customers are? Not one fucking person from an urban center. Not. They're all single. They're all 24 to 48. They're all in the Midwest, in in areas huh. where like that that don't have access to as many surgery clinics, mm. as many gyms, as many other things. So, uh, and and are actually fairly more educated because they're not stuck in an urban center working 95 hours a week. So, like our deep dive was totally wrong. So originally, when we marketed, and we were told it was educated people, like it was going to be, you know, this businesswoman with an with MIT grads type thing, and so we marketed ourselves to speak to that audience. Sure, right? We got very sciencey, and we did these long form landing pages, like, let me explain how this works. Transdermal technology is the epidermis, and we went through a ninety percent efficiency based on twenty percent of pills. You know what we got back? I got like hate mail, <laughs> hate mail from people from on what? the internet, on the internet. Like they were like, prove it. I'm like, huh. here's the fucking studies. Yeah. And they're like, we yeah, don't believe you. About that before, we yeah. don't believe you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, go to Garden of Life and ask them to prove how much that pill absorbs. Nobody asked that for the past right. fifty years. Right. How much do I get from a pill? Nobody's. A, they just buy them blindly. I'm actually giving you a study, and then the study is a scholarly study that is thirty-seven pages long that is done at Harvard. Right, yeah. it's in it's on one of our testimonials or somewhere, and it's it's not a study in our product. I'm not going to lie to anybody. It's a study on transdermal technology, sure, and the efficiencies of it, and it's very complicated. Like I had to read it six times to understand <laughs> it, but it's there. I can't summarize it and break it down because that's illegal. Because then you're taking the points out that l- that work because it also shows the negative sides of it too, things that don't work. It's a very, it's an unbiased, it's a scholarly published report, uh-huh. and they're like, well, that's too complicated. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking sorry. Like to the customer, I'm like, I'm sorry, did we not make it, baby? good for you? <laughs> you know, apple Apple? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there were some things that really frustrated me on that front is that people that come out of the woodwork that make blind promises. Um, so I took over Facebook marketing ourselves and now that I understand it and I understand how we're doing our cold audience and I understand it, right? Like I, I didn't finish, I jumped around there and sorry. So these guys wrote these long forms that were science, science, science. And I'm like, guys. And I had a great talk with um with a guy that's on TV. Uh oh God, it's you know the T V show The Prophet? Yeah. Okay. I'm so I, I I bought a charity thing to be able to have an hour conference with him. Right? An hour one hour.
2: What's that's his cool. name? What
1: right now. Yeah. Uh, Bill. Oh, the Prophet. <laughs> uh, I, have no I know idea. exactly
2: what you're talking about. I like him.
1: Yeah, it's Marcus. Marcus. Yes, Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, I like Marcus a lot. I like yeah. the show a lot. Great show. Yeah. And and people, pro- product. people do process and How product. you
0: how do you like the show and I've never heard of it? The profit's on CNBC. You it's one really of those new channels. Really <laughs> out,
2: yeah. It's
1: not in a fitness show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on <laughs> yeah. Netflix and sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all yeah. I watch it. yeah. Even though yeah,
2: I don't know how I got into that because I don't it's, watch a whole lot of TV. It's I've a great st- show. Def- yeah. It's a
1: great show. And 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 you can find I uh, that's something actually too. Use the resources that are available. You can watch, you can binge watch CNBC uh, the Prophet with Marcus mm-hmm. and get a lot more strategic development within your business 100%. from that than you'll ever get from binge watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. So like pick <laughs> your poison. Yeah, right? no, it's true. And he's fucking entertaining.
2: Or even like Shark tank listening to like absolutely. the questions that they ask absolutely find, find it you reason. don't know what
1: it is write it down and go yeah. google it and figure out how that can yeah. apply to you because yeah. there's a ton of shit out there totally. yeah you know there's a ton there's more than we've ever had to be able to benefit yourself it's like these little mini seminars you're getting every day yeah.
0: or podcasts
1: yeah podcasts absolutely there's i mean you guys yeah. there's other things this might be helpful to somebody starting yeah. out sure. you know? yep. yeah you know um, I, remember, I
2: remember the fr- i was like a, i would live in like just go figure this shit out type of thing the first time I emailed an investor, this was I don't know, seven years ago or something, and I was like trying to just get a meeting, he's like, All right, send me your deck. And I was like, the fuck's a deck? Uh.
1: Yeah, and they just say, they don't say pitch deck, sales yeah, deck. I sent send a like, deck. I had to like, Google my backyard? Yeah, yeah. I had to Google like, what's so you, a deck. You send him yeah. a two Dude. by four yeah, and some like, nails.
2: No? So I had to create a deck. I'm like, all right, I guess this is my deck.
1: And even like things like that, like for instance a business plan.
2: God, I didn't want to build a business
1: plan. We've got access to like live plan, mm-hmm. liveplan.com it's a self-building business plan. You put in, it huh. asks you 50 questions and it builds it. It fucking builds it. Yeah. I, built a, I built a business plan that was six, uh, eight pages with astral flow charts, projections, everything in like three hours. Yeah. Damn. Three
0: hours. Yeah.
1: Right? Like That's I actually awesome. went home and I was like, hey Clint, my older brother who's really smart and fucking an epic guy and I'm like, hey, look, what do you think of this? He goes, when the fuck do you go to school? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> when did you figure this shit out? He uh-huh. goes, that's really well done. I'm like, yeah. I didn't tell him I did an app, Yeah. right? But it was everything, and he looks at shit like this. He has people that ask mm-hmm. him to invest all the time. So that was pretty epic. Um, live plan. So Marcus said to me this, and this is the most important information or advice I got. Sadly, it was a year and a half into my development, or a year into it. Uh, I wish I would have talked to him earlier, but he said to me, um, he said, Shane, I don't care about your shiny shit, about how good it is. He uh-huh. goes, here's what I'm going to do. Are those my cle-
0: boat cleaning guys? Uh, there, yeah, there's some dudes out there. Okay, just like let me just. Talk or, or be, the pirates. Maybe half an
2: hour, We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna come on with some guns. Shane's the best. Gee, he's so good. So
0: like Shane, when when we first met Shane, we had uh, we had uh, we were host- hosting this fitness event on the Santa Monica Pier. He had just started the Drip Company. He came didn't out. even
2: launch it yet. Oh yeah, he it wasn't was even open yet
0: at the event. Yep. We were all so
2: geeked that he was coming. He showed up at 6 in the morning. showed up at right.
0: 6 in the morning.
2: He was hosting for interviews a f- for there. For 3 o'clock event? Ah, something like that. I don't know. So Shane I'm was too geeked for lunch. it. You said what? I'm going to buy them
3: lunch for making
0: them making white. Oh, what nice. a guy. What a guy. Shane. This, this is what happens when you do a podcast on a boat. Yep. Uh, he's, buying lo- he's buying lunch for
2: the <laughs> boat cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so they got an extra 30 minutes. <laughs> I bought us 30 minutes. <laughs> deal, deal.
0: All right, so we're, Ma- we're talking about Marcus. So, yeah. Marcus so, right.
1: so what he said to me, and I'm going to do it. You guys got cameras, so I'm going to show you a little display. Okay. He said, "Here's your patch. Here's your comp- uh, competitors' patch. Here is your other competitors' patch. Uh-huh. These are all now your patch. They're just your product, but your two competitors are standing behind it. They're covered up. You can't tell people about your price benefit. You can't tell people about your production value because it's the same product. Yeah." Why the fuck do I buy from you? Because I don't care about your shiny shit. I don't care about your efficiency. Why do I buy from you? I said, well, why do you buy from me? He goes, yeah, because I'm buying it from you. He goes, your product is exactly the same. People aren't going to do the due diligence. They're not going to research it and find out, right? They buy from what they like, Mm -hmm. what they trust. So why do they buy from you? And the best advice I got was he said, said, I, I answered him. I said, well, we're a company that gives back. We're a company that cares about the world we give that much of a shit about being profitable to support causes and charities you'll probably care about our product development because it's great that's it then he goes you need to promote your charities more yeah So do you need to talk about how much you do we change our whole website and added on our charitable page and we're now bragging about it we're really really ex- not exploiting we're it th- but really showing people what we do and we've given back i've given back <laughs> i can't even a dollar value but i've given back a lot why of don't money. you i
0: mean you don't have to tell us
1: but why not talk about the dollar value uh because then there's an expectation when you go to events Oh, that you sure. have to give some a sure. amount,
0: and we believe that we've. Dude, this dude only gave us two hundred bucks. Like well, you we have,
1: we have, yeah. I have three pillars. Yeah. Three pillars, right? We have sponsorship, awareness, and branding. So uh, when we sponsor an event, we create awareness for an event, or sorry, or um, or the sponsorship is the is a cash investment. Awareness is our marketing. What we'll do with Instagram, web, whatever. Yeah. And then the other one is actual labor, like actually showing up, like Hank swinging a wrench, yeah. right? ah, swinging yeah. Hammer, which we did for the Habitat of Humanity LA. Cool, yeah. So he said, what what makes you stand out? He goes, that's what you're, that's your product. That's what you're selling. And it was the best advice I got because I was kind of in my own way.
0: I think there's a lot of crossover with that with any brand or product or business where at least initially people are buying stuff because of the people or the, or the branding or, or what it looks like. Uh, on, on that note, Shane, I'm sure we could talk for another five hours and maybe we will after we turn off the mics. But that is our time for this evening. We'll have to catch up again real soon. We thank you and I'm sure we'll talk in the near future. Thank you.